Hello, and welcome to another episode of the For the Good podcast. Yeah, welcome, welcome, everybody. <laughs> happy Sunday. I always say that we don't film these on, or we don't post these on Sunday, so I yeah. should say happy Wednesday. Yeah, happy Wednesday. We just like to do it after church. It is cold here in the DFW area. Yeah, it is. We woke up to winter. Yeah, I do not like the cold, so <laughs> that's why my mood's kind of shifted. First, I I kind of want to go over what we did last night. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. We went to the movies. Yeah. I'm not a movie person. I'm not a movie person either. But this movie was so worth it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a movie theater person is mm-hmm. what I should say. But we went to go see After Death. Mm-hmm. My goodness, was that good. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so we went to go see this movie called After Death. Would highly suggest everyone go watch it. And if you're watching this podcast and you're an atheist, agnostic, or even a different religion, I would still encourage you to go watch this movie. It's a documentary about people literally seeing heaven yeah it is it is incredible it's not only like explaining what these people witnessed i think the biggest thing for me was we already talked about this last night but just like the grace and mercy that god has because mm-hmm. um, some people didn't experience like yeah they did experience the amazing heaven part mm-hmm. but it didn't start out that way it just really shifts your perspective because it's like there's one reason why we're all here. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I um I caught this revelation this morning, honey, because one thing... I'm not going to spoil the movie for... I mean, there's nothing really to spoil. Like, it's not like there's a climax in the movie. And st- like, it's not like yeah, that's happening. Yeah, it's just a documentary. Yeah, it's just a documentary. But so one of the guys, when he got to heaven, Jesus said that you're home. And that immediately shifted my perspective from why the commandments are in place and why God doesn't like sin. And I was thinking, it's like, when we have kids, honey, what are we going to tell them? We're going to say, don't drink and drive. Right. Don't do drugs. Right. We're going to do our best to protect them. Yeah. Why? Because we love them, and also yes. we want to see them come back home to us. Exactly. So what kind of shifted in me is it's like God's doing all these things when it comes to like protecting us from sin, giving us commandments, because he loves us and also he wants us to bring as many of his children home. Yeah. Yeah. So he uses us as a vessel, as a source of love to bring his children home. Mm -hmm. Because something I saw in that movie was even atheists in the movie were explaining biblical text. That's what was crazy. There was atheists and people from other yeah. religions mm-hmm. that had never ever read the Bible yeah. or known anything that the Bible says about heaven mm-hmm. and all of it was the same and it yeah. was literally in scripture. So something that Michelle and I both caught on the way home too is we were we were both thinking we were like maybe maybe we have been a little bit too judgmental towards other people. Maybe we haven't like shown people proper love that aren't already a Christian. And I'll be the first to admit it that like I judge people that I shouldn't be judging. And I think that movie really opened my eyes because they were explaining how good heaven is. And it's like, yes, you want to share people God's love, but also wouldn't that suck if you get to the gates of heaven and God's like, you didn't spread my love well enough. So people are in hell because of it 
Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, obviously, that's something that you and I talk about is like the people that won't get to heaven because they're letting sin consume their lives. But there's also the people that (coughs) are calling themselves Christian and not representing Jesus. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, I mean, everyone's judgmental Mm -hmm. nowadays. It's it's very hard. That is like one of the biggest sins is just like being judgmental and not being able to extend that mercy and grace that we've already received from him. And that movie just really puts it into perspective that like some of those people knew how bad their lives mm-hmm. were and God was like, welcome. Mm-hmm. Like, I love you. Yeah. I love you for who you are. And obviously they came back and now live totally different lives mm-hmm. because of that experience. But it's like, why can't we as Christians extend that love? Yeah. Right. And that's something that I think a lot of Christians struggle with. If, mm-hmm. if that's you, like you're not alone. We're all imperfect, even atheists and Christians, right? Mm-hmm. We're all imperfect. We all fall short in God's eyes. Yeah. Yes, we're set apart and we're, we're granted righteousness because of Jesus, right? Because we believe in Jesus. But even the people that don't believe in him, like have that ability yeah. to accept him and receive the exact same love mm-hmm. and grace that we've received. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just really eye-opening in many different ways. I definitely thought that I was going to leave like focused more on eternity, which I am, but there were so many other messages that were like so good. Yeah. Yeah. I got a ton of revelations from the movie. If you're like struggling with faith and your walk with God, or even like, don't even know where to start. This movie is really good for all that. Or even if you know, you're in ministry yourself, great movie to go watch. It's going to give you a ton of different perspectives on a lot of things. For me, the biggest perspective shift was just God's love and how I actually need to love people. I wouldn't say I was always picky and choosy, but that's definitely something God's been working on my heart with the past couple of months. Yeah, it's really shifted my heart from even the atheist. He's no different from a fully devoted follower in how much God loves that person. Yeah. Right? And that shouldn't be any different from me. Right. Exactly. It could be a level of how much I like them. Mm-hmm. Sure. But liking and love is two different things. Yeah. Um, however, that's not the topic of today. We just wanted to go over that real quick. And um, I do want to share this because it was at the end of the movie. You can actually go on Angel Studios websites mm-hmm. and buy an extra ticket that they will give to someone that can't afford it. Mm-hmm. So if you're already a believer and you want to just share tickets, like you can buy tickets on there that other people can then pick up. Or if you're someone who can't afford a movie ticket, they have them on there to where you can mm-hmm. get one. So. And there are, I would assume, a ton of free tickets. Oh, yeah. Michelle and I bought one, and there was probably 20 to 30 other people in the movie theater. Everyone bought one as well. Yeah, if you you know can't afford it, that's perfectly fine. There's definitely free resources for you to go watch it as well. Mm-hmm. So what are we talking about today, honey? Today, we are going to talk about how to attract a partner. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be from a biblical perspective. First, I think what would be really necessary is to talk about Adam and Eve. Okay. <laughs> We're taking it way back. Yeah. What I wanted to say is, is the partner that you're going to attract is yourself in a woman form Mm, that's where we're going yeah okay or you in a man form yeah and something that michelle and i talk about so much is when i look at her i see a reflection of not i'm just gonna put this out there this is in no way like a like a gay way or whatever when i look at michelle i literally look at myself being reflected back at me in a woman form yes 
because exactly. we struggle with a lot of the same things yep. and we we love the same way we're just very similar yeah we're just very very similar in a lot of ways obviously um, i'm like the feminine version and mm-hmm. you're the masculine yeah right like yeah. it's not like i do not wear the pants let's yeah. just get that out there yeah yeah i am not in charge of this relationship mm-hmm. yeah so that's one thing i wanted to to bring up you're going to attract someone that is yourself as the different gender yeah or and, at least the person that god's gonna send your way yeah and i also i wanted to make a note of this because this is literally what you just said i took a i took a few notes yesterday I wrote down, you attract what you display mm-hmm. because I feel like a lot of times, and I'm only saying this because this used to be me. I was that girl that would say, oh, I want a guy like this. I want a guy like this. I want a guy like this. And I didn't have anything to offer, mm-hmm. right? Like my my character was not developed enough to actually attract what I was asking for. Mm-hmm. So I was asking for too much. Yeah. If you are someone that's saying, I want someone like this, but you yourself aren't like that. That's yeah. not fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you're asking them to come into a relationship where you're not offering them anything. Mm-hmm. Right. And in a relationship between two people is you outserve each other mm-hmm. and you love each other. So how are you going to do that when all you're doing is going into a relationship expecting, expecting, yeah, expecting, expecting? Exactly. Yeah. So how, how does that look like on the on the girl side? As far as like what what type of character? Yeah, like what what changed so much in you to attract me or for me to be attracted to you? I think it was honestly like understanding what it meant to love, Mm -hmm. first of all. First and foremost, like you have to accept Jesus and you have to receive his love so that you know how to actually love someone the right way. Hang on one second. I think it would be important to say the difference between what the world tells women to be and also what God calls women to be. Yeah. Okay. So, can, so kind of run run down through that because yeah. a lot of these women have been lied to, and it's it's really sad. It really is, and I was one of them. The world will tell you that you need to give yourself away to everybody. Um, if anyone finds any like the slightest bit of interest in you, the world will tell you to just give them everything. Right? Give them all of your time, all of your attention, all of your physical love right? Literally, you give up everything for someone who probably doesn't even see a future with you, Mm -hmm. which is really sad. The world will also tell you to display yourself in a physical way instead of being modest and focusing more on what's inside. So a lot of people feel the need to post inappropriate pictures and post content that is going to attract men, right, is what the world will tell you even though men are not attracted to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll, I'll be the first one to say it. The The pictures on the internet, um, if you feel that it's necessary to post, just you know if you post a picture in your heart and in your soul, would God approve of this? You know, yes or no. Yeah. Like, you know, and that, that should really be, and this is for men too, and that's something that got checked in my heart as well. Um, this is not just for women. If you post a photo, you should go to God and ask, are you going to approve me doing this? Because for the people who follow me on Instagram, I don't know if y'all have noticed, I don't post shirtless photos of me anymore because that's something God checked my heart about, especially when we started dating, getting serious. The only times I do it is for credibility reasons on my story for coaching. Besides that, I haven't posted, you know, a shirtless pic of me on 
Instagram in the gym since we started dating. Because that's something God checked my heart on about. So it's not just for women. It's it's for men too. And to go on that point, when men see that on the internet, they're not going to take you serious. Yeah. They, they, they don't take girls serious that do that. Because they know why they're doing that. And yeah, they may give you some attention for a day or two. And then you're going to be left heartbroken again. You're going to be like, well, I guess I just need to flaunt myself more. And that's that's what the enemy tries to do. And unfortunately, they're probably in girls' DMs all the time mm-hmm. that post revealing pictures. Again, I'm not coming at anybody. Like, I'm just saying God knows your heart, right? So take it to him. Mm-hmm. If you're about to post a picture, be like, does this feel right yeah. in, my, in my spirit to post this? No. I used to have a picture on my Instagram and I took it down as soon as I gave my life to Jesus because I was like, this is inappropriate. Mm-hmm. I don't feel right having this on there. Yep. That area is very gray because it's just like, what is the intent behind what you are posting? Mm-hmm. Are you posting it to get attention mm-hmm. or are you posting it for some other reason? Mm-hmm. Right. I know there's some people that work with like in the fitness community, right? They work with brands that send them clothes. So it's like, okay, you can you can show their clothes without turning around and showing your entire butt. Sorry if that sounds rude, mm-hmm. but it is possible, yeah. right? Yeah, you attract what you are displaying. So yeah. if you want a worldly guy that is going to just physically connect with you, that's what you're yeah. going to attract by yeah. posting stuff like that. Yeah. It's like, have God check your heart and he'll reveal those things to you. It's just whether or not you want to obey it. Yeah. And before I was a Christian, the girls that I would like to talk to are exactly those girls that, you know, would expose them or like would show revealing stuff because all I wanted was the physical attraction to them. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't care about anything else that leads to you being attracted to them for a very small amount of time and then you leaving. And then one person usually gets heartbroken and it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So what we're getting at here is if you're trying to attract the right person physically, you need to check yourself physically first. Yeah. And I also, I want to I wanna put this out there too, because this is something that I've gone back and forth on and I've taken to God many times and I'm just going to be totally vulnerable right now. A lot of women will think about physically changing themselves, right? Whether it's getting lip injections to make their lips bigger Mm. or getting physical surgery to make other parts of their body larger, or they'll do like, you know, extra stuff with their face. It it could be anything. And I took it to God and I was like, is this okay? Right? Like we we keep talking about, you should be happy in the body that God gave you. Mm -hmm. Right? And I took it to God and I was like, is is this okay? Like, why are people doing this? Is this normal? I literally had a conversation with the Holy Spirit in my car and he was like, what is the difference between them doing that and a transgender changing their gender? Mm. They're physically adjusting the body that God gave them. And I was like, that is so true. Like, I don't ever want to alter what God gave me. Mm -hmm. And he made you the way that you should be Mm -hmm. and you should accept it. And you should be happy in it because he made you that way. There will be a man or woman for the man Mm -hmm. put in your life that God wants you to be with and they will appreciate everything, Mm -hmm. everything, even your little flaws. My biggest insecurity is my ears. Asher loves my ears. I do. (laughs) I really do. Like it's possible. Like don't listen to the world. Mm -hmm. You are spending so much time, money and effort into something that you have to keep up with. Yeah. Right. It's like 
No, sit down and read your Bible and let him change your heart and your character. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was my rant. Yeah, now what we're not saying is if you lose yourself and you get fat, God doesn't want you to be fat. God's not saying be proud of you getting overweight and losing yourself, right? He wants us to protect, you know, what what he gave us. So yeah. we're talking about altering the body in a way of, I don't know, with science, would science be the right word, I guess? Like altering it in a way that's not natural. How about that? Yes, so. because you can naturally be in shape. Yeah, you can, you can, you can naturally get your butt a lot bigger. Just yeah. to let the women out there know, carbs. It's it's not your metabolism. It's not because you have some dysfunction. It's just because you haven't tried it long enough and you're not eating enough. I can promise you though, your butt can get bigger naturally. Don't don't get that BBL, girl. <laughs> that's actually the most dangerous surgery. Is it? Yes. Wow. That, that was crazy when I heard that. I was like, wow. Anyways, so we talked yesterday about, no, it was a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. how we were like, we're going to do this episode. And I was drying my hair before the movie and the Holy Spirit was just speaking to me. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to read what I wrote down. <laughs> On the topic of like attracting what you display, right? What are you displaying? So I said, allow sanctification. So there's, I need to find it, but there's a verse in the Bible that's talking about pruning. <laughs> So allowing sanctification to happen, right? It is the Holy Spirit's job to work within us and we have to be obedient to those convictions that we are receiving. Once you allow that sanctification, he is going to work on your character development and you are going to become the woman or man that he wants you to be. So in order to steward a relationship, then you need to be in alignment with the character that God wants you to have. Mm. Okay, yeah, I found the verse. I had a feeling it was, I thought it was John. I thought it was in John. Is it in John? It was, yeah, it was, I thought it was John at Romans. Okay, I got it. Read it to me, honey. It's John 15, 2. We can start at 1. So this is John 15, 1. Um, also, this doesn't apply for just women either. This applies for men too. Oh, 1,000%. <laughs> I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. You have already been pruned and purified by the message I have given you. Remain in me. And I will remain in you for a branch cannot produce a fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. Severed. Yes. Severed. That was great, honey. Thank you. Sorry. I'm a college dropout. I was waiting for it. So now I now I do Bible stuff. I'm a college dropout. Go balls. <laughs> no, that was that's really good. Remaining in Jesus, right? And allowing the Holy Spirit to work on your character and you will attract what you are displaying, right? So you want a man that is not quick to anger or you want a woman that is not also quick to anger, right? And, um, and like cuss up a storm, right? Mm-hmm. Check yourself. Yeah. Are you quick to anger and cuss up a storm? Yeah. So one thing I wanted to highlight in this verse as well is in verse two, it says, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so they will produce even more. This is what Jesus doesn't say. He doesn't say he cuts off branches and then produces fruit. He says he cuts off the branches that already has fruit so he can produce even more. So what he is saying is there's no perfect 
branch. You don't get to an end time. And the fruit Jesus is talking about, he's not talking about some money, materialistic item stuff. He's talking about your character. So whether this is your self-control, anger, bitterness, whatever it may be, you're never going to get to a, okay, I'm perfect in self-control now. I'm, I'm perfect in, you know, my anger category, mm-hmm. right? You're going to get to your end of your life and he's still going to be cutting those branches so you can bear more fruit in those areas. Yeah. I also, I have something to add because I, I think that the world and just people online try to poke fun at people having an attitude and I just don't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't like it when I see those videos where it's like she's five two and tells me what to do or like has like the biggest attitude ever and it's like it's literally videos of couples being mean to each other. I'm sorry, but that is not reality. Yeah. That is not reality whatsoever. If you can post a video of your girlfriend, boyfriend, wife, husband, fiance, whatever, giving you an attitude and like make fun of it online, why would you want a relationship like that? Yeah. Right? I was moody today. I gave you a little bit of an attitude in the kitchen and I looked at you and I was like, I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Instantly. And was like, I'm not trying to be rude in any way. I'm, mm-hmm. I just wanted to understand what he wanted to eat. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I, I already knew though yeah. and I said it kind of snippy at first and he looked at me and I was like I'm sorry I didn't mean it in a mean way I was just like genuine like I'm just trying to cook for you and I want to know what you want to eat mm-hmm. right yeah you should not be proud of you being rude to your partner yeah that's what I'm trying to get at uh-huh. and yeah. if, if you think <coughs> that men or women are going to be attracted to you being rude. That's just not reality. Yeah. Sorry, but that's not reality. Yeah. And one thing that I'm actually really proud of my dad about when he raised me was I lived with just him for a little bit and he taught me a lot about like what men look for. It played a huge part in my in my character development. I mm-hmm. hadn't even given my life to Jesus yet and he was just teaching me like what it meant to be a woman. Mm-hmm. And he was like basically don't be high maintenance in the nicest way possible, right? Mm-hmm. Like be nice, be sweet, be loving and you are going to attract the right man. Yeah. Love my dad. He always teased me about how long it took me to get ready, right? Mm-hmm. So now I'm always like trying to do it as fast as I possibly can because I don't want to inconvenience anybody, mm-hmm. right? Like, I don't want to be high maintenance yeah. at all. That's not like, that shouldn't be something that you like strive for. Yeah. Yeah. It's another thing that's weird is I'll see couples on the internet that love each other dearly and they'll post something sweet like on TikTok or something and the comments will be like, oh, this is like 1% of your marriage. The 99% is just going to be like you yelling at each other and stuff. And I'm like, how is that the reality now? Like, yeah. that's the reality that y'all think marriage is? Yeah. Crazy. And and you know what drives me crazy is because a lot of people tell us this is like you're in the honeymoon phase. Oh, right? yeah. I saw a video the other day and this couple went on an anniversary trip and a couple saw them and was like, oh, are you guys on your honeymoon? And they were like, no, actually, we've been married for like six or seven years. Yeah. Like they were celebrating their anniversary and the couple was like, oh, wow. Like, are you guys still in the honeymoon phase or whatever? And she's like, that's not a thing. Yeah. Like we we wake up and we choose every day to love each other. Yeah. Right. So what I'm trying to get at is you should not be proud of being an inconvenience or rude or anything like that. Like, what was the first thing you told me when we started dating? You're not a liability or an asset. Mm -hmm. Like, you should bring something to the table, Mm -hmm. right? So you can't just expect, 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 and not you yourself have anything to offer. Mm -hmm. What's next, honey? You nailed it. Another thing that I wrote down 
is being content in your relationship with Jesus. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Here we go. So he should be enough, right? You should be so rooted in your relationship with Jesus that you do not need another person. And I heard this a lot in my singleness. I heard so many people just online and just in my life tell me you just need you need to focus on Jesus and like not idolize relationships and he's just going to send you someone. And I was like, that just does not sound right. Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to go out and like actually work for a relationship. And I was content with Jesus for a while before we started dating, but it, it finally reached a point where I was like, I literally told God, okay, if you don't want me to be with someone, I'm just going to be alone with just you. Mm -hmm. And then a week later we started talking. Yeah. It's crazy because that's kind of the same timeline with me. Something my mom has always told me is she said, it's going to come when you least expect it. And I was like, how is that going to work? How is a relationship just going to pop out of nowhere and it's going to be the right one, right? Like that doesn't make sense to me. And that's what a lot of people say, but they don't tell you what you need to be doing in place of that time of you waiting for your partner to come, mm -hmm. right? And it wasn't until, um, because when I gave my life to Jesus, I, I think I dated like two people, maybe they were both lukewarm, so it didn't work out. I was like, is this what Christian dating's like? This is weird. So that's, that's when I was like, okay, I'm just gonna give up on this because I'm like good by myself because something I was chasing, and I will be completely vulnerable here, what a lot of guys chase is they will be, the yes men to women to try and get their love because they weren't shown love as a child um, in a way in which they wanted. So that was something that I struggled with and I didn't realize it until I dropped out of college and got into the real world. I was like, oh dang, like I really didn't get the love I think I needed when I was younger because I was always trying to have, that's why I adopted a dog. I didn't adopt a dog because I wanted one. I adopted a dog because I was lonely and I didn't know Jesus at the time. Even after I adopted my dog, I was like, I still need someone in my life or there's always just going to be this gaping hole of like loneliness and just me being alone. And I think that's what a lot of guys struggle with. It wasn't until I fully experienced Jesus's love and his acceptance until I was like, oh yeah, I'm good. Like if I'm single for the rest of my life, I'm cool. Cause now, now I know someone truly loves me for me and I don't have to sugarcoat anything because again, what I would do is, is I would basically change myself to match the women's needs and what she desires in a guy just so I could have a text back or that love. I think a lot of guys don't want to share that, but a lot of times that's how guys are. Mm -hmm. Um, and you even experienced, experienced that too with some dudes that you've dated in the past. Yeah. Um, also disclaimer, Michelle and I don't find it weird that we talk about past relationships, stuff like that. We're very open about that stuff. The people who tell you don't talk about past relationships, I'm sorry, that is terrible advice. It yeah. is the healthiest thing to talk about past relationships with your partner. Now, it's not good to talk about it in a comparative way. Right. Um, but it's very healthy to talk about, hey, I didn't feel comfortable you doing this because this would happen with this person three years ago. Mm -hmm. Very important to bring that up. Yeah. Um, so when we're sitting on this podcast talking about, oh yeah, this chick that I dated or Michelle's like this guy that I went on a date with like I I don't feel any like jealousy or anything like that like we're we've already talked about all this stuff like there's, yeah we're good we're we know we're gonna be with each other for the rest of our life so it doesn't matter yeah yeah it's in a healthy way mm -hmm. and I think people should talk about it now 
again, like make sure it's in context, right? Mm -hmm. So I would never just like randomly bring up a story, but it's all relevant to what we're talking about. Or we have a lot of conversations where it's like, I'm trying to get used to this Mm -hmm. because I've never been treated this way before Mm -hmm. in a good way. Mm -hmm. Like we're both like trying to adjust to like actually receiving (laughs) real love Mm -hmm. and not just being like either physically wanted or just like we're not just filling a void for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Right? That's when the enemy really tries to come in, dude. We were just talking about that at yeah. my place when she was folding my clothes. <laughs> you know, um, just doing my wife's duties. Already. Yeah. Because I watched this video and he was like, oh, you think you're in spiritual attacks when you're single? Just wait until you find the person that you're supposed to be with. Mark Driscoll. Yeah. And I'm serious because I looked at Michelle and I was like, Dude, I didn't understand what spiritual attacks were until her and I got together. Yeah. Because what the enemy does is he'll bring up your past relationships in the current one and just flip your mind to think that it's going to be like one of your past relationships. It's a complete mind game. And unless, and that's why Michelle and I talk so much about praying with your partner, because if y'all don't pray about that together, there's going to be a lot of disconnect from you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another thing that we talk about is like, well, I, I told you, I think it was like a week ago. It was right after we moved here. And I was like, um, honey, the enemy is like really attacking me with this mm-hmm. right now. I wanted to finish that by saying um, the men or women that are in just the waiting season for relationships. Um, Michelle and I were both in that season. And we mean it when we say focus on Jesus and nothing else. Because a lot of the times, uh, or at least what both of us found, and also couples we have talked to, is the reason why the relationship isn't there yet, whether it's your husband or your wife, is because you're not going to steward the glory that God's going to send you in that person. Mm -hmm. And with Michelle, I've told her so many times, even if she was sent to me a month before, I would have ruined it. Literally, days weeks yeah any any time before june 3rd yeah what a blown up mm-hmm. yeah whether this is me reading a bible verse and it convicting me me watching a message like me going on a prayer walk and literally crying out to god saying i'm not gonna settle yeah like there were so many little moments that i had in my singleness season where i didn't even realize i was preparing myself for marriage Mm -hmm. in that season Mm -hmm. and when that person gets sent to you you're going to realize and what's really cool is my dad's kind of experiencing this now Mm -hmm. because he was in a singleness season because my parents got divorced and he's been sharing me things he's like yeah this i would have completely screwed this up if i wouldn't have been 5 a.m. in my bible you know watching the sunrise Mm -hmm. and i'm like yeah that's that's how i felt (laughs) Mm-hmm. It's pretty cool. What's next, honey? My other point kind of goes back to what I talked about with like people posting videos about like uh, the girl having an attitude or like the couple fighting or whatever. This is a super, super simple one. But at the same time, it makes such a difference. Be joyful. Oh, here we go. I'm not just saying this like all ego aside. When I gave my life to Jesus and I was around the opposite gender, right? Whether it was at my church or if I was going on a date with somebody, that was one of the first things they said. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like, wow, you're you're really pretty or it wasn't anything. Like, it was literally like you are just joyful. Yeah. 
Like I can just like see Jesus in you. Yeah. Like you just like display him. Mm-hmm. But how do you find that though? The joy? Yeah. Like what if the girls just like gotten just heartbreak after heartbreak and they're just like, they just want to give up searching. How do they still find that joy? What do they do? You shouldn't be putting your identity in a relationship. Mm. Obviously, this is my experience, right? I was content with being alone. And that's, I'm just, I've never been the type of person that like feeds off of being around other people. I'm an introvert, love sitting at home on my couch with my dog. Like that's mm-hmm. just how I was. So not having a boyfriend like wasn't the end of the world, right? I was content with like just being with Jesus. I was joyful because of the things that he was giving me. Mm. And I'm not talking, oh, I like Jesus brought me this and this and this like no i was joyful in the person he made me Mm. i was content with who he turned me into Mm -hmm. it wasn't like oh i have so much joy because i just bought all of this fancy stuff and right it, it was none of that it was i am joyful because of all of the little blessings that go sometimes unnoticed being content with the person he has made you again and your relationship with him too so those two things kind of go hand in hand it's like be content in your relationship with him but also be content with who he made you and be joyful in everything right and james it says count it all joy Mm -hmm. everything that you are given it can be the smallest thing if you just had dinner and a plate full of food that is joyful Like you should be joyful about Mm -hmm. having a plate of food in front of you. And I think a lot of those little things kind of go unnoticed. So if you are placing your joy in whether or not you are in a relationship, you're not ready for it. Like if that is the only thing that matters to you is whether, and that used to be me before I gave my life to Jesus, my identity was in being a girlfriend. I didn't want to be single ever. Mm -hmm. I thought it was like a bad thing. Yeah. Like to tell people, oh yeah, I'm not dating anybody. I'm single. You being single and being joyful means more than being in a relationship and being miserable. <coughs> yeah. I was the same way. So I've, I've spoke a lot about like girls mm-hmm. on like the girl perspective about how like you shouldn't have to do certain things to attract a man, but mm-hmm. you should be focusing on your character and your relationship with God. And I know there are so many other girls on the internet saying this that are already like, right, I'm, I'm sitting here next to my fiance and we're about to get married. Mm -hmm. And it's easy for me to sit here and say, oh, do this, do this, do this. Don't do this. You know, this is what I did. I've been in your position. Yeah. And I had so many girls say the exact same thing. My mentor told me this. I've I've been there. And I I was literally sitting there like, are you kidding me? Yeah. That's all you're going to give me? Yeah. It is so true. Mm -hmm. It is so true. And now I'm literally sitting in this position. And the biggest thing is like, if you want a man of God, be a woman of God. Mm -hmm. That is the only way it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And if they are a true man of God, they're not going to be unequally yoked. They're going to want someone that is on the same walk. Proverbs 31 is just talked about so much. First off, Proverbs 31 is not just for women. It's for men as well. Because it lets men know how to choose a wife. Anyways, do not take Proverbs 31 out of, I don't know if the right word is context, but when when you read Proverbs 31, all the women listening probably have already read Proverbs 31, but because the whole like, I want to be a Proverbs 31 woman and stuff like that, but it's like, nah, that's real. Like, it's not like you pick and choose a couple of verses out of there and be like, 
oh, now I'm like becoming it. Well, you're always going to be becoming a proverb. You're never going to be a Proverbs 31 woman. Yes. That's the problem. That is such a good point because I've actually, I'm not going to call them out. I have a woman in my life who has read it and been like, I'm, I'm set. Yeah. Good. No, I read that and I'm like, there's a lot of things that God's still working on. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. you are never going to be fully that. Yeah. In every aspect of your life. Mm-hmm. Every single day, every hour. Mm-hmm. Like, there are times, especially during that time of month, where your emotions are all over the place and you might not be displaying that. Yeah. And that goes with men, too. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I just I just want to say Proverbs 31, it's not the... Because it's a trend, too, where it's like, I want to be the Proverbs 31 woman. It's no you're not ever going to be the Proverbs 31 woman. You're going to be striving to become always the Proverbs 31 woman and just a woman of God in general. You're never going to be perfect. Yeah, that's a really good point because I also want to make a note of this. Are you just saying that for likes? Mm -hmm. Are you making videos about that or are you telling people that because you know that everyone knows what what that is, right? Or is that in your prayer? Yeah, because I would also argue that if you're truly trying to become the Proverbs 31 woman, you're not going to tell anyone. People are just going to see it. Mm, that is good. Yeah. yeah. You, you don't, you don't need Cause to it's say not, it. it. Yeah, exactly. Like it's not a, um, there's things I like one of the first conversations we had. You like, know what's crazy? We talked about that in church today too. What people displaying it when he talked about influence. Yeah. 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 Our pastor, because we're talking about just how to be more like Jesus essentially today in church. And he was saying, if God gave you influence, which everyone that is filled with the Holy Spirit has influence. The reason why you have influence is not for what you say. It's for what the Holy Spirit does within you. Mm -hmm. That's why you have influence. And then people are like, what's that? You don't have, you don't have to say, oh, I'm going to read a Bible verse today. I'm going to share on the internet. You don't need to do that. You just need to walk literally public at your job, whatever and be like Jesus, and people are going to be attracted to you. Yeah, They're attracted to the Holy Spirit because it's the only thing in this world with light. Yeah. Everything else is darkness. Yeah. As a woman, you should not have to tell a man that you display the characteristics of a Proverbs 31 woman. He's mm-hmm. going to come to you and say, I'm attracted to you because I've noticed these characteristics about you. Mm-hmm. That's, that's yeah. what I want, right? And then... Men, same thing for women. They're, they're going to notice by the way that you're living your life, mm-hmm. right? And what you, like your walk with God. It's not like a, you don't have to go to them and be like, oh, wait, seven years for you. Just like, you know, that, that's, we're talking <coughs> about character here. Yeah. So we've talked a lot about women. Mm-hmm. So I want to focus on men now. Ooh. So what would you say about how a man can attract a woman of mm-hmm. God. Well, the first thing is to not focus on women. When you focus on women, that's when you start to put basically women above Jesus, and that's when your priorities are going to be all messed up. And that really goes against the world. Yeah, and that I'm just going to be completely real here. When you put women above Jesus, that's when Satan wins. And that's when you're going to get wrecked. Cuz that's when a bunch of sexual desires come out. And then you search for validation from women 
And then once you stop getting it from women, you'll trickle to other things. And it's just going to be a complete downward spiral. Like for me, it trickled from getting attention from women. Then it came from getting attention from the internet. Then it went from me wanting to get more money. Then it went from me wanting to get more materialistic items, faster cars, and bigger business. That, that was the downward spiral for me. And it wasn't until I realized that I'm like, there has to be a bigger purpose. Um, that's when I was like, Jesus has to be like, there's only one truth and it has to be him because mm-hmm. everything else doesn't align. So if you're catching yourself in that spiral, um, go to God about it. That's the first thing. But the question was how to attract women of God, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't focus on women, focus on Jesus. And then the biggest thing with that is focus on how God is changing you and don't think it's cringy because as a man and as you knowing that you're supposed to lead and you being masculine early on in my walk, I kind of fought back on some things the Holy Spirit was trying to change in me. So it was a bunch of pride stuff. And a big thing, and I still work through it a lot today, I'm getting a lot better at it, is really just being nice to everyone. So let's just take like the transgender community, for example, right? I used to call them absolutely crazy. They're horrible. They're horrible for society. I don't know what they're doing. Just like a bunch of terrible, just a bunch of mean and evil stuff. Even early on in my walk, I was like, I still just don't. I still just think they're a little bit crazy, right? But it wasn't until probably two or three months in my walk when God started to change me in a way of like, you can't love this group and not love them because I love both of them. And that was one thing the Holy Spirit was really changing my heart about was just loving everyone. But the problem was me actually obeying that conviction And if you're really trying to attract the women of God, how are you going to lead the women of God? Because not only are you going to be, you know, growing yourself in Christ, but you're also going to be leading your family. So the first thing you need to get down is following the Holy Spirit's convictions within yourself before you can even steward the relationship of you following the Holy Spirit's convictions with the family. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that until we got together because... I mean, everyone disobeys God. There's not one there's not one perfect person on in the world, right? However, I have gotten a lot better at obeying God just because whenever you obey God, it's not going to be comfortable, but it will always be fruitful. Mm-hmm. That's that's the next thing I would say is always just obey the Holy Spirit's convictions and what he's trying to change you because the fruit that you're going to bear from those convictions Um, they are going to just make your life a lot better. That was good. I think another thing, and this is on both ends, Mm -hmm. is like how much the world has influenced women and men. Yeah. Because I feel like women are under the societal pressure to show off their bodies Mm -hmm. and just kind of sit down and shut up. Yeah. And men are under the influence of get money, get women. Yeah. You know? That's the influence I was under. That was like my page, kind of. It was like I'm some status guy and I wanted to get women because I thought that's kind of what a man was becoming. Um, And that's the whole thing of like you getting validation from women. It's like you don't need validation from women. I think it's just really sad. And I just want to give some encouragement that if you are not doing what the world is saying, 
and you are swimming upstream and everyone thinks that you you are odd because it's like maybe you have a group of friends. If you're a girl, maybe you have a group of friends that all post revealing photos and talk about how many guys are messaging them and talking about their body counts and all of that. And you are the only one in the friend group that doesn't do any of that. You're doing something right. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like you should be proud of that. Yeah. That was something for me. Like after I gave my life to Jesus, I had a group of friends that were still in the world. And I was like, they, they literally, they think I'm weird. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do the things that they're doing. I'm not talking about the things that they're talking about. I was different than them. That is a good thing. Yeah. You should be so proud of that. Mm -hmm. And Jesus is proud of you yeah. for doing that. Yeah. And do not let the world consume you and tell you what to do. Yeah. You do not need to create an OnlyFans account and make a bunch of money to feel validated. Mm -hmm. and, and especially if you are that woman that is complaining about, or man, I'm not trying to make this like gender specific. Um, I just keep saying woman because I'm a woman, right? Mm-hmm. If you are a man or a woman and you're complaining about being single and not having like a righteous partner, right? It's like, again, check yourself. Mm -hmm. What are you doing? You're complaining about not being able to find a good man. And yet you have an OnlyFans account in your bio and no man of God wants something like that, yeah. right? That's for them yeah. if they decide to marry you. Yeah. We are in a constant battle with the world. Unfortunately, the devil has a hold on a lot of people yeah. and he is literally in your mind convincing you that you have to do certain things in order to be with someone. And Jesus is trying to tell you to be happy and content in your relationship with him and let him work on you and your character development so that you can steward a relationship that he is going to send you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What, what Satan likes to do is, is we actually just had a Bible study about this too is Satan likes to change your perspective of God's love for you. So what he'll do is, you're single. What he'll flip is, God's not proud of you because you're not married. So to get married, you must do X, right? He'll flip it. God's not saying that at all. God's saying, I love you, period. That's what he's saying. But what Satan does, he'll say, God only loves you if and only if. Bam. That's what Satan's saying. So if you ever catch yourself in a predicament where you're saying, my partner's only going to love me if I do this and only if, completely incorrect. That's coming from the enemy. Your partner is, I love you, period. That's how you decipher which partner is correct for you. Yeah. And it's okay <coughs> to like go on a date with someone and be like, yeah, this isn't for me. And then like a week later, go on another date, mm -hmm. right? That's what I did. It's okay to like not enjoy someone's company yeah. and tell them that you're not interested yeah it's not like oh i finally got a date i better actually pursue this mm -hmm. and like yeah not just end it yeah not every date's gonna be the right date to go a little bit more on that point i want to give men some encouragement so if you are following the holy spirit's convictions um, and what god's trying to change in your heart you have officially won the game of uh, you being on earth. Like mm -hmm. seriously, you have mm -hmm. officially won. And if your friend group or people that you used to know said that you're changing, this isn't you, this and that, but you know you're following God, you have won, my friend. Um, if you read the book of Revelation, Jesus wins. Mm -hmm. The Satan doesn't win. Satan's never going to win. Mm -hmm. Satan is terrified of Jesus. Mm -hmm. We talked a little bit earlier on this episode about after death 
one thing that also really changed my perspective is if you truly believe in heaven, this life shouldn't matter much to you, but the relationships you have and also how much love you are spreading to other people Mm -hmm. because you understand how great God actually made heaven. Yeah. So the things that people tell you should be completely irrelevant because you know how great heaven's going to be and you know God's going to be on your side. Yeah. Being rich in this life is having people around you that you love Mm -hmm. and that love you. Mm -hmm. Truly. Yeah. And they talk about um, the one woman in the episode went through a lot with like relationships and and she mentioned like how important it is to to show people love mm-hmm. here on earth because yep. um, those relationships extend. Yep. We don't know that, right? We won't know until we get to heaven. Mm-hmm. I pray that we're still married when we get there. Yeah. And I pray that I get to see you and hang yeah. out with you, mm-hmm. right? But just, yeah, extending that love to other people. You are a true man or woman of God if you are able to love the proper way mm-hmm. yeah. and not the way that the world tells you to. Yep. Another thing in the movie was that one guy, um, he was talking to Jesus in heaven and Jesus said, you have to go forgive your dad and love him. And he was like, why? And he was like, because you're going to change the world because of it. That really hit me because if you share Jesus's love to someone else, then that's going to be a ripple effect. Mm -hmm. That's what Jesus was saying to this man Mm -hmm. was when you share my love with him, and he is filled with the spirit, then he's going to go off and tell someone else. And then it's just going to be a huge ripple effect. That's all what Jesus wants. Jesus doesn't care about these other doctrines or these denominations or these political parties. Jesus doesn't care about that at all. He doesn't care who you vote for. He doesn't care um, if you go to a Catholic church or a Pentecostal or non-denominational. Jesus cares if you're spreading his love. That's mm-hmm. all he cares about. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I really took out of the movie. And that's something we talked about in church today. I was going to say, yeah, he also touched on that. I think that's another thing that the enemy does <clears throat> is try to separate everybody. Yeah. It makes you think like, oh, well, I'm in the better group, yeah. right? Like mm-hmm. I'm doing it the right way exactly. and everyone else is wrong. And it's like, no, that's literally having jealousy and envy in exactly. your heart. Exactly. That is... That is how he's getting to you. Exactly. Yeah, we... we and both- that's that's something we checked in our hearts yesterday because yeah. we were like, you know, I think we... Like, because we were driving home and um, I was like, honey, I think that's a problem that we have. Yeah. Is, and we talk about it with each other yeah. often. Yeah. I was like, I think we're being too judgmental towards other groups. Mm-hmm. And Jesus didn't tell us to be judgmental towards other groups at all. In the book of John, it says judge righteously, right? Get the speck out of your own eye before you can get it out of someone else's, right? So Mm -hmm. you can confront someone about their sin if you dealt with it. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. But what he's not saying is he's not saying whether someone goes to this church or this church, you should be telling them what's right or wrong, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that Michelle and I have kind of like dealt with the past month is Mm -hmm. we'll like see stuff and we're like, that's not biblical. Why why are they doing that? But it's like, well, are they following Jesus or not? Because that's what matters. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I think another way to look at it is like, that was kind of our ego boost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not living in the world anymore. Yeah. And we're not chasing like money mm-hmm. or nice things or anything like that. So yeah. that that's not there to boost our ego. Exactly. So in order to boost our ego, we would have conversations about like, oh, well, 
I don't understand how this person's saying that they're a Christian and yeah. yet they're doing this. Yeah. And it's like, what does that gain? Yeah. Like, mm. What did we gain from that conversation? Yeah. Now, there's obviously a right way to do it. Yeah. Right. Like having a conversation being like, hey, I don't think this is a good idea. Yeah. And I love you so much. And I want you to grow in your relationship with God. And I don't want this sin to hinder that. Because mm-hmm. that's all sin does is it hinders our relationship with God. Yeah. It's not God backing off. Yeah. I've talked about this in another episode before. It's just you when you walk in sin and you let it control your life. You are basically putting up a wall yeah. between you and God. You are building that wall. Mm-hmm. He's not. He's not building that wall. Yeah. If you feel far from Him, there's probably things that you're you're dealing with right now that you're not letting Him take care of. Yeah. So obviously, there's a right way to do it. But yeah, we we both we both got checked. I got checked last weekend too in that message, and it was consistent with this weekend mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So I think that's just something that. God's working on us and it's probably timely because we're in a new city trying to make new friends. Yeah. And I think we both need to hear that message before we go into a small group and talk with people that might not be following the Bible to a T. Right. We're all imperfect Mm -hmm. and just being able to extend that love. Obviously when you're when you're trying to find someone, it shouldn't be like a well, Jesus tells us to love everybody. So this person's dealing with this huge sin that could hinder our relationship. But, you know, Jesus told me to love them anyways. It's like there's a difference between extending love to someone and dating someone that you think you can change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. That That is very, very, very different. Mm-hmm. There was not a single thing that I looked at you and said, well, you know, I really love him, but... I would change this one thing. Yeah. There is not a single thing about, I, I'm being completely honest. Yeah. There yeah. is not a single thing that I would ever change about you. I love you for who you are and who God created you to be. And I never, ever had the intent of going into this relationship with like, oh, I want to change this one thing. Yeah. I've done that in the past. Mm-hmm. Same here. Often. Yeah. And it ran me into the ground trying to change them. Yeah. And it was just really unhealthy. So there's a difference between pursuing friendships by extending Jesus's love. And there's a difference between going into a relationship, expecting marriage to be the ending. Well, the beginning, really. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, like pursuing marriage with somebody yeah. and being able to extend that love for them, mm-hmm. but not having anything that you want to change. Yeah. Real quick. Also, to go on the change point. And then we'll wrap this up. There's a difference between trying to change someone and trying to evolve with someone. The reason why Michelle and I got engaged so quick and, you know, now on this podcast together and just knew it was right because we we knew that we could evolve with each other. Mm-hmm. There wasn't like a she needs to change this. I need to change this. It was we're we're good now we're going to evolve together Mm -hmm. and grow with god together that's That's one that's one thing i want to say before we wrap it up yeah that's a really good point because i that's another thing that goes back to what you said at the beginning is how we're like a reflection of each other yeah like i've gone on dates in the past and and brought up things that were like i brought up something or they brought up something and i was like wait that's that's not right i didn't agree with it but the holy spirit is convicting us on the same things because it's something that we both needed to hear. Mm-hmm. So that was that was really good. Well, I hope this episode encourages you. Just focus on your relationship with God. Just display what you want to attract. Mm-hmm. Right? Because you attract what you display. Yep. So just be a display of Jesus. And you will attract someone that he is going to bring into your life. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. See you next week. Mm-hmm.